This is the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less. Ever wish you could re-listen to your favorite interview or segment? Do you enjoy hearing older shows for the first time in years? Then the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less is just what you need. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to this edition of the Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 Minutes or Less. Today's show comes from September 15th, back in 2010. And with the recent resurgence of barbecue TV, I thought it prudent to take a look back to some of the guests from the Barbecue Pitmaster series. Specifically, Leanne Whippen is in talking a bit about the show. Second segment today is barbecue legend... Tom Emery talking a little bit about the show and Turducken. Can't make that up. Here we go. Let's get started with Greg and Leanne Whippen from September 15th, 2010. Joining me now is one of the most well-known female pitmasters out there. She's a successful restaurant owner, actually expanding into a new state and city, which we'll get into here in just a bit. She's also been on a number of TV shows and still gets out on the competition trail every once in a while to make sure she's showing everybody who's boss. It's Pitmaster of Woodchicks Barbecue as we race to the hotline. More importantly than all that, a friend of the show, Leanne Whippen, joining us. Leanne, how are you tonight? I'm great. How are you? It's a pleasure to be back. Oh, well, I uh, certainly appreciate you taking time out to come back on the show, Leanne. Everything is great here in Cleveland. Are, are you uh, Virginia-bound right now, or are you in uh, Illinois? Actually, I am in Chicago right now. We just opened uh, Chicago Q last Saturday, and uh, so I've got to be here 24-7. Uh, this is my fourth restaurant opening, so it demands time and attention. Yeah, and certainly you have a lot of experience, and we'll get to the restaurant here in just a few minutes, but if you don't mind, obviously Barbecue Pitmasters 2, uh, the next episode, number five of six, will be airing tomorrow night, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TLC. And you've been on a number of TV shows. I know you've done, is it three, or have you done all four of John Marcus's shows? Um, actually, I did the Kingsford um, series out in Reno, and then the two TLC shows, and also the throwdown on the Food Network. And I also did another show for Food Network that followed us out at the Royal that was actually prior to the throwdown. So a handful. Yeah, so you're definitely used to being in front of the camera. Now, uh, out of... John's shows, you have season two of Barbecue Pitmasters, which I said you'll be on uh, the episode tomorrow. How did you like this go around? Of course, not giving any secrets away of how the show actually went down, winners and losers, but just as an overall evaluation of this time around, how do you think it went? Well, I, I believe that it was a totally, you know, it's obviously a totally different format, but it might be more um, watched than the original format as far as the American public versus, you know, just competitors. Uh, I thought the first series appealed to competitors where they might learn something from the show, um, you know, in competition and really kind of see behind the scenes, whereas this one is more of, I, I guess you might say, game show top chef type format, which might be more watched by someone who's not really in competitive barbecue. So I can understand where TLC was coming from uh, in changing the format to increase viewership. Are you personally a little disappointed that John got away and TLC got away from season one of Pitmasters format? Um, yes, I guess just because well, we came, you know, we became somewhat of a family and I really felt that the show was going places in the original format and that it needed a second season 
to um, really increase the viewership and, you know, be recognized uh, to, to immediately change after the first year was um, a little bit difficult, but I can understand, you know, the way TV works and what, they, what they're trying to do. Leanne Whippen joining us here on the show. You know, Leanne, it seemed like a lot of the initial outrage from folks at first, uh, that being from season one to two, is it seemed, and it's kind of mellowed out a little bit, I guess, over the last uh, couple weeks, but do you think the show in some way kind of, I hate to use the word tricked, but maybe misled the viewers in how it was going to be this season versus last year? Yes, and it, it actually was difficult as, you know, as us as competitors because, you know, a pitmaster show, in my opinion, should be uh, about knowing how to cook your meat over a pit. And to have these miscellaneous categories be your demise, you know, say first round before even getting to the main meat category, I didn't agree with that. And also, if you did well in the meat category, you could be pushed out of it by a vegetable, say. And, you know, if they're going to call it pitmasters, I really believe it should be more about, you know, about the meat and how, how it's you know, obviously smoked and what have you. So I'm not sure that I care for that angle that people would be rolled out before they got to the main dish. So if you were brought into a, uh, um, like a, a focus group meeting as someone watching the show, someone who's actually competed in it in a number of different ways, what would be your suggestions? You know, what's good? What would you like to keep? And then what would you like to get rid of and, and revamp? I don't really mind the fact that it's a game show format as long as, um, you know, we're cooking items that lend itself to, quote, pitmasters, not to top chefs. Um, you know, where pitmasters might not be culinary trained, and it seemed as if they were favoring the culinary trained in, in the show. So I don't think that should be the focus. Um, you know, and that I would like to see change. Some of the people that I've interviewed here over the last couple of weeks made a very upfront point about the fact that they didn't like that the food was being judged right in front of them. They would have liked to have seen it maybe like at the end of season one of Barbecue Pitmasters where maybe the judges were taped or they had a camera on them, but they didn't have the competitors right in front of them, so it was actually done blind. Would you have? Would you like to see that? Well, I've always been, you know, in favor of KCBS and blind judging because I, you know, believe in being judged for the product, not the dog and pony show. That's nothing against, you know, Memphis judging because that's fun too for what it is. But you have to also look at the fact that people are watching from their homes and they're going to be more, uh, they're, they're going to watch, want to watch it more if, if they're watching your reaction to what the judges are doing right then and there. So it creates a little bit more edge and excitement. Uh, so from a TV standpoint, I don't think they're wrong with going with that. But from a personal standpoint, I, I, I prefer, you know, the blind judging and not being judged in front of the judge, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Leanne Whippen of Woodchicks Barbecue, Chicago Q Restaurant as well, joining us here on the show. Uh, Leanne, some of the buzz or the, the pre-airing of the first show this season was about the host Kevin Roberts. He got a lot of heat prior to that first run because of his uh, Memorial Day today's show appearance you've been around a lot of tv personalities kevin a good choice for the show in your opinion um i actually think that once i was there in front of him that he was very dynamic and he seemed sincere um and honest about the show i think it would have been nicer to maybe have somebody who was more educated in barbecue because when i saw the clip of the original thing that he did, you know, to be squeezing yellow mustard in your mouth, you know, and, and talk about 
cooking ribs in a short amount of time is not really, you know, barbecue or smoking in my eyes. So um, it kind of started off the whole series, I think, on the wrong foot, whereas the people that are in the know probably would have preferred someone more educated and more experienced in barbecue. Who would you put as host on the show? I'll put you on the spot. Who would you like to see doing it? Um, I love Ray Lampy. He would have been kind of fun. <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know. I, I'd have to think about it a little bit, but that was the first person that kind of popped up. You know, he's well-versed, and I, I think he's a good, you know, show as far as a TV person. Um, I don't know, maybe even Chris Lilly. He might have been okay, too. Um, I'd really have to think further about it. All right, so in the end of this portion of the interview, do you think Pitmasters will be back for a third run? Um, you know, I honestly haven't heard what the exact ratings are, and that's going to determine whether it comes back or not. They have not been doing half the amount of advertising that they have before, and I'm not feeling the buzz uh, from the public as much as I did last year. Hmm. So I, I would have to say I would guess no, it would not be back. All right, so well, that's a no for Leanne Whip, and I'll make that uh, down in the predictions category. Believe me, I would love to see it come back. <laughs> oh, of course. Um, in any format, because anything for you know that helps barbecue, you know, and increase prize money, I'm all for it. But uh, <laughs> an educated guess is no. Uh, Leanne, always appreciate the time that you make for the show. Continued success with the restaurants, and uh, thanks for coming Thank on today. Thank you. All right, Leanne, take care. Thank there you for is. the invite. You got take it. Care. Leanne Whitman. Look, uh, <clears throat> I'm not saying that she doesn't appreciate being on the show, but when I ask you who do you think should be host, it's me. You say me. I'm the freaking host. Leanne, is this thing on? Who should be the host for the show? Me. All right, I'll let it slide this time. Otherwise, we're going to have words in the alley next time. There's a little Leanne Whippin with Greg Rempe from September the 15th, 2010. Before we jump into the second segment today with Tom Emery, barbecue legend, did I mention that? I got to ask you. I ask you every week. I'm going to keep on asking you. Are you following the Big Barbecue Central show on social media? Much appreciated. Easy to do. It is slash BBQ Central show on Facebook at BBQ Central show on Instagram and Twitter. Please give the big show a follow. It really helps the cause. Without further ado, let's jump into it. Here is Tom Emery and Greg Rempe from September the 15th, 2010. Tom Emery joining us here on the show. All right, Tom, so let's go ahead and transition over to the TV side of things. You were able to take part in Season 2 of Barbecue Pitmasters. Your episode will be airing this coming Thursday, which is tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on TLC. So you were a fan of probably the first season, or maybe you weren't a fan, but at least you saw it, and it has rapidly changed in format. A lot of people were very vocal initially about not liking the way it changed, and they wished that the name of the show would have changed if they were going to do that to the format as uh, how they did. How did you like the first season? How do you like the second season? And is there anything in between that they share a like or dislike? Really enjoyed the first season, of course. Um, this, you know, this this has been fun to, to participate was was a lot of fun. If you notice the edits of the shows from the first episode to the, the ones that are you know last couple that have aired, and then this one coming Thursday, the edit process has changed. And they're 
they're uh, putting more emphasis on the cooking and the process of cooking and less on the good smoking luck and all that kind of silly <laughs> stuff that goes with it, which, you know, I understand it's a TV show and we all, we all knew what we were getting into, but, um, it's, uh, that's not, you know, the, the cooks don't really care for that part of it. And if, if we can spend more time I mean the last, that last, that rib episode, that was great. That was good stuff. I mean, we had a good, that was like being at a contest, the guy, everybody's teasing back and forth, having fun. That's that's what it's about. That's why I cook. I mean, I'm not chasing $35,000 prizes because it ain't going to happen. Tom, worst catchphrase ever. Good smoking luck or Seacrest out? I don't know, man. Grilling, grilling like a villain might be in that category too, but nah, good smoking luck. I mean, brother, come on. I mean, I, the almost, worst ever. <laughs> I almost put that on my... Uh, my tagline on my signature in the barbecue form is a good smoking look. You know, <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> All right. So but God bless him. God bless him. Yeah, certainly. Why not? Uh, we, we've had a number of, we, I've had a number of the competitors that have taken place on the show this year, kind of give their take about what happened, what the experience was like. Obviously we're watching what you can, cannot say, because nobody wants to get anybody in terms of legal trouble, of course. Yeah. So yeah. who, who did you, team up with and how did your uh, relationship come to be because it's kind of like east coast meets west coast to cook on the west coast the guys from three eyes were looking for somebody with a with a backwoods smoker and, and you know because i know a lot of people through the internet um i got an email from dan hickson who's big dan hickson just a wonderful guy said hey do you know anybody who's got a you know backwoods smoker i want i'm gonna be on tv and i want to do this thing and I emailed back, sure, I can find somebody. And then I, you know, we talked, we bounced it back and forth for a while. And I said, dude, I'll go buy one. So I knew where there was a used one, and uh, we put the thing together. So cooked with Dan and uh, the other Dan McGrath and uh, Chris Big Ugly Hall. They're, just, you know, they're, they're all head cooks. They're all very successful in their own rights, but they gather together to become three eyes. And I was the fourth eye, <laughs> the eye on the fire, I guess. Because these guys are chefs, man. And, I, you know, I'm a meat burner, man. Just a guy who can maybe gets lucky and the ribs come out once in a while, you know. But these guys are real chefs. So it was just it was just a lot of fun to be with them. So did they drive out from? Uh, no, they flew. The, that oh. was the reason they wanted to, you know, wanted somebody on the West Coast. You know, I'm, I'm out in the desert. You know, it's just, a, you know, it's like 100, maybe 130 miles into the where we did the taping. And it was, you know, no big deal. Blew uh, three RV tires getting there, but uh, we oh. got there. And do they come armed with rubs and a whole bunch of stuff, or were they more empty-handed than full bag? We shipped uh, a lot of things there. I had my RV trailer full of things just in case, because we didn't know what we were going to cook. And it turned out that the pantry was very well stocked. I mean, I was that was just really well done. They first-class operation. We did use a few things, uh, the tsunami rub. You know, from uh, Chris, they're uh, Dizzy Pigs. We use that. And, of course, we use Three Eyes Rub because that's, you know, that's their signature deal. And sure. we use that on a lot of things. But the, but the tsunami was used also. Did you – were the teams made aware that there was going to be this full pantry of uh, ingredients that they were going to be yes. able to use? They, yes. they knew all about that going into it. Yes. We, we're, uh, the head cooks were able to request items, and it, uh, they, were, they obliged, and it was just – it was very well done. I mean, it, it was put together by somebody who knew how to cook, obviously, because – the items you need to think, oh, we need this, and there it was. So you okay? So somebody who knew how to cook really well did the did the deal. I had Diva Q on last week, who was on 
uh, the most recently aired episode. Obviously, there was no Pitmasters on last Thursday because nobody wanted to go against opening night in the National Football League, which is that's, certainly that's a wise decision. very yeah, wise, right. no doubt about it. Uh, but she was on uh, the week prior to that, and she made it very clear that you know going into this competition, everything was made completely aware. There was no wool over the eyes. Would you say that that was an accurate statement? Were you guys made fully aware and everything was fully disclosed on what could possibly happen when you're getting out there? Yes. The the release we signed uh, made it clear that, you know, they were in charge and we weren't. And, you know, that's the way it was. And, uh, you know, you went into this with your eyes wide open. So um, that's what that's what we got. I and mean, it was a bit of a surprise. The elimination round was a bit of a surprise because we didn't realize they were going to do that, but that was part of the agreement, that they were in charge and we weren't. So, you know, it's okay. Let's go for it. All right, so when you get in there, and are you allowed to say what you're cooking tomorrow or no? It's in TV Guide, uh, Turducken. It's the, uh, they have a fancy title. Foul Play is the title of the episode, (laughs) and we're cooking Turducken. So that's in TV Guide, so I'm not, you know, disclosing anything that's out of the ordinary there. All right, so turducken, so definitely not what you would see at a normal competition, but I guess over the last many weeks we have defined the fact that uh, Barbecue Pitmasters (laughs) is not a competition barbecue show anymore. It is a game show that has sometimes what you would find at a barbecue competition, but turducken is something you would not normally have to deal with. you have a lot of experience with turducken, Tom? Never have eaten turducken, let alone cooked turducken, so... All right, so when they tell you what the main com- or what the main meat of the day is going to be, uh, mm-hmm. do you shit your pants a little bit, or are you like, "Hey, what a great challenge!" No, you know what? I was I was so excited because because of the response of my the guys I was cooking with was high fives because they do turducken ah. you know, as a fun thing to do when they're when they're getting together at the holidays. Like, <laughs> Dudes, those are the right guys, man. So you know, doing the high fives, you know. Can you explain to the people out in? Central Lightville that have no idea or have never heard what a turducken is. Can you tell us what that is? You've got a turkey with a chicken inside it and a duck inside of that. So, and dressing and and it's just a it's it, it makes it for an interesting presentation when you slice it and put it on a plate and you see the different rings of uh, meat, the different types of meat. Um, it probably won't grace our holiday table this year, <laughs> but uh, you know. It was uh, it was interesting experience. Let me tell you, brother. It sounds like it could be the potentially worst salmonella poisoning type. Thing. I mean, having that many different poultry stuffed inside of one another, you have to know exactly what you're doing to make sure that everything is kind of that right temperature to get everything out of the danger zone. And you know, one isn't hiding inside of another, causing potential throw up and uh, explosive diarrhea. Well, yes. Those thermometers were definitely used at, at that day. You're right. We, you, there was that, that was an issue, and, and we had to be careful of that, of course. Uh, is, is it easy to overcook at that point, then? Well, you've got that greasy duck in there and that, you know, the chicken. That was the, 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 the white meat on the chicken. There was some concern that that would be, a, you know, a real, would turn out dry trying to get the whole thing done. And, that you know, the, the chicken's going too fast for the... And you got this greasy duck in the middle, and it actually turned out. Uh, like I don't want to go too far with this, but I was really surprised at how good it came out. I was going to say, like, I mean, you don't have to tell us how well it did, obviously, in the show, but how did it taste? I would imagine you were able to sample what it tasted like. 
Well, sure. Well, it, it tasted like each element tasted. Hmm. The chicken obviously was heavily influenced by the, its two neighbors, but the the uh, you know it it, it it tasted like you would expect. I mean, it it didn't taste like rattlesnake. So anyway, <laughs> and, and are they subsequently uh, like? Turkey is the biggest, and then it's a little bit smaller duck, and then it's a little bit smaller chicken, or, or no, the vice other way versa. around. Turkey, then a chicken, then a duck. Okay, and and they're so it's a, it's the biggest turkey, and then a smaller than the turkey chicken, and then a smaller than the chicken duck. Uh, correct, it's by size. Oh my! And, and you, you know these are all boneless, so you sort of loop them together, and it's it's quite a and the, they're dressing in, it in there also as part of your presentation, and then you make a gravy and. Anyway, it's it's wow. uh, it's an interesting dish, right? So uh, definitely trying to tie in maybe a little bit to the holidays that are coming up there for the turducken. And there is some barbecue pitmaster talk and some turducken talk. Is barbecue TV going to resurge? Is there going to be an uptick in per- turducken? Can't even say that. Hey, would you like to hear the rest of the show? There is a lot more information in it. Head over to the bbqcentralshow.com. Check out the Best Moments archives. There will be a link in those show notes to get you right to this complete show. Until next time on the Best Moments of the Barbecue Central Show in 10 minutes or less, I'm your host, John Solberg. I look forward to talking to you again soon.